Grace, mercy, and peace to you through Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Amen. On this occasion of the 75th anniversary of South Shore Trinity Lutheran Church, I'd like to focus on the word remember. Should I take my lapel mic off or just... Okay. What is it that I remember about this place and my time from roughly 1968 to 1988? Um, And how is it that I'm remembered? How is it that you're remembered? And if you don't mind indulging a little bit of memory lane with me. I remember Pastor Markshausen visiting us as new members. I was showing off and I stuck my head through the post of the stairs I got my head stuck. Uh, Pastor Markshausen came over and manipulated my head and pushed it through and liberated me. And I also remember on that visit becoming instant friends with his son, Jonathan. We ended up going through preschool all the way through seminary together. Think of all those classes together as classmates. I remember worshiping there, the second pew, but it was straight back then and they didn't have the cushions. It was a bright sheen when the altar guild would um, come and clean the sanctuary and you could always tell immediately how bright it was and how shiny it was that you could do a running head start and slide all the way through to the end of the pew. I remember my dad always getting us here before church started at 8 a.m. I don't think my dad was ever late. It would go against every grain of his being to be late. But that was no small task because our family was not a morning family. He would put his arm around me then as the sermon was said. And my mom and dad would instruct me how to worship. It wasn't just getting us there, but teaching us how to worship. Stand up and sit down when everybody else is doing it. To sing, put something in the offering plate. Pay attention to the words. And they'd point out the words in the liturgy or in the hymns as if they were important, as if that was the whole point of our being gathered. I also remember on communion, watching the faces of everyone going up and then going back to their pew, I didn't know their names, but I got to know their faces. And what a sacred and intimate thing for a child to experience. And of those many faces, I remember especially a few of them. I remember the sainted Ruth Donnell, my sixth grade Sunday school teacher, who ended up being a parishioner then at St. Stephanus Lutheran Church, where I served for 18 years, and while she was on her deathbed, She told me that she remembers and recites in her head the hymns, beginning with hymns that start with A and then proceeding through the alphabet. Imagine that. But she told me there was no hymn that started with a Q. So I wrote her one called Quill to Ancient Parchment. We'll sing it uh, later. I remember the sainted Christy Cordes, my friend in the youth group. Now, I don't want to be a drama queen, but at the time it seemed that she was one of the few friends I had in the youth group who went out of her way to include me and my brother Tim 
She looked out for those who were not in the inner ring. I remember her sainted sister, Rachel Cordes Jar, who visited me while I was in Kansas, and her health was failing, and I insisted on a devotion with her and her sister, her and her husband, Dave. I read Psalm 103, which we read earlier, to which she said, He remembers. And what did I remember? That it was her favorite psalm. A psalm which implores us to praise God and to forget not all his benefits or remember them. Rachel was always one who leaned into upbeat joy and she did not forget God's goodness. She remembered. I remember singing my first duet in the youth choir with Lori Kostick, whose voice was far superior to mine. I remember camping with the Sterikers and the Giffords and others. I remember the National Youth Gathering in 1980 with Vicar Ed and serving in Vacation Bible School with Scott Rolfs. I remember my parents hosting Bible study with their friends. In fact, just recently, I I was in Hudson, Wisconsin at the storage facility at the occasion of moving some stuff from Kansas back here, and the owner of the facility was drawing up the contract, and he said to me, you aren't a bender of White Bear Lake. Yes. South Shore Trinity? Yes. He extended his hand. It was Tim Lundgren, one of the sons of one of the couples that studied God's word in our, our home. It's good to be remembered, but not always. Sometimes they don't remember the good things. For example, in Trinity Hudson, there was a visitation pastor by the name of Fred Golke. He asked me if I was related to the benders of Cleveland, Ohio. I said, yes. Parochial school teachers, yes. St. Mark's, yes. Oh my, he said. I had Teacher Bender as my teacher, and that was my grandpa, uh, the Walter that you saw up there, or his dad, I should say. I said, do you remember a Walter? He would have been like your classmate. No? Well, how old are you, Fred? 89? Quick math in my head, my dad would be 90. Do you remember a boy? who threw an apple through the stained glass window above the altar? (laughs) Oh, yes. I remember that. Well, that was my dad. Not a good thing to be remembered for. And then the things for which we are remembered might not be true anyway. Some of it's exaggerated. And important details of context or context is forgotten. It's good not to be hung up on how we are remembered, but it is nice to know if you're remembered well. Another example, my church in Trinity Hudson, a woman named Mary asked if I was related to Eleanor, my mom. A nurse? Yes. She insisted on visiting her, so she picked my mom up to attend a social event for retired nurses And she told my mom that she remembers 
her as being the prayer warrior on the nursing staff. When a birth, uh, they were delivery nurses, was getting problematic, the nurses would say to each other, go get Eleanor. And Eleanor would stand quietly posted at the door praying for the problematic mother, the troubled mother. That makes me proud of my mom. But my mom doesn't remember that. She thinks Mary's mistaken. Again, how accurate are our memories anyway? How are you remembered? A bit of this and a bit of that. Sinner and saint. Half of it true, half of it not, and most of it forgotten. A better question is this. What is it that you remember? Not much. Especially as the years pile on, I can remember the lineup of the 1975 Vikings, but what I did yesterday, probably not. In fact, I think it was Ed White who came and spoke at a father-son banquet here many decades ago. He was a Vikings player, by the way. And I'm told it only gets worse as far as the memory thing goes. There may be a day when you don't remember your child's name, or you can no longer recite the Lord's Prayer. And as the baptized children of the Heavenly Father, what do you and what will you remember when finally all else slips away, what remains? And is it not the crucifixion and the resurrection of your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ when you are so troubled emotionally or mentally incapacitated? Are you not comforted with the promise that then still the Holy Spirit will keep you in the faith, even praying for you when you can't do it yourself? What is it that you will remember? Somewhere deep in your soul, that place way beyond youthful energy or mental acuity is the temple where the Holy Spirit dwells in you and that spirit shouts an eternal yes to Jesus Christ today and tomorrow. You will always know Jesus because of the spirit of God given to you. Hallelujah. That's good news. But let's look, dig a little deeper and ask even a better question. Who remembers you? Not how are you remembered or what do you remember, but who remembers you? And I'm thankful that I'm remembered by the people of my generation, but we who inhabit this tiny slice of Earth's calendar will die and we will not be able to remember or to be remembered. Now it goes against the comforting cliches often spoken at funerals, but no, none of us will be remembered in our loved one's hearts forever. Our loved ones also will die. 
As the hymn writer says, time like an ever-rolling stream soon bears us all away. We fly forgotten as a dream dies at the opening day. Who will remember you then? Is it not the one whom the Holy Spirit causes you to remember? The Jesus who lived for you, died for you, rose for you, prays for you, protects you, hosts a meal for you, and promises to return for you. He is the one who will never forget you. He is the one who remembers you. He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all things, will he not, will he not also give us all things? He who died for us, will he then forget us? Did he not say that he was coming back again to take us to be with him where he was? Would he say such things if it were not true? This is good news. Good news of all of us whose memories are slipping. Good news for all of us whose memories aren't slipping. God remains true to his promises. Those things don't slip. He does not forget. He always remembers. Alleluia. And I praise God for my friends who taught me about Jesus and his church and its people who joined my parents and me in mutual encouragement to remain strong in the faith. If any of you here remember the Bender family and you are part of my mutual encouragement of the faith in those decades, I praise God for our partnership in the gospel then and now. Thank you for being a faithful witness, part of the cloud of witnesses that encourage generation to generation. I praise God for the word of God, that gospel that saves, that was preached here faithfully by Pastor Markshausen in my time. I praise God for the sacrament of baptism that was remembered with each invocation and in each confession and absolution, and for the sacrament of communion where we were always invited by Jesus himself to remember. Do this in remembrance of me, he said. Now remembrance, biblically speaking, as Jesus means it, means to participate with me. Remembering is not merely a recounting of some fact but it is a participative event. It is a remembering, a coming together again into the story of Jesus, our member joining other members in his body, the church, participating in Jesus himself, in his own living, dying, rising, in his story of salvation. Remembering. More than knowing, more than not forgetting, more than accuracy.
but participating. Participating in Jesus. Dying with Jesus. Being buried with Jesus. Being raised in Jesus. Waiting for Jesus. Why Jesus? Because Jesus doesn't forget you. South Shore Trinity, keep preaching Jesus. Members will come and go. Hymn books and styles of worship and sanctuary upgrades will change. Pastors will be new and then become old. But Jesus remains the same. You are found in him. So preach and teach Jesus and listen for Jesus. Receive Jesus in your ears and in your mouth and on your forehead. Wait for Jesus. Be found waiting by the power of the Holy Spirit. Ruth, Christy, Rachel, and many others, probably most of the faces I saw go back and forth to Holy Communion, have now seen the face of Jesus. They're waiting for you. Where Paul says, finally, finally, we will then be fully known. In Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Amen.